Okay, let's start our discussion for this evening, and this is a uh, topic that I uh, meant to give uh, a week or two ago, but uh, time constraints uh, fell in. But uh, Baruch Hashem, tonight we have the ability to talk about it. This is a sugi that comes up in uh, three major places in Shas. It comes up here in Erevin, on Daf Samach Beis, and Beis, Samach Gimel, and Aleph. It comes up at Beksubis, on Daf Samach, and it comes up in the first parak on Masecha Sanhedrin, on Daf, on Daf Hay. And that is the sugi of Mora Halacha Bifnei Rabo. Paskin in front of one's Rebbe, and as we'll see, it's very timely in that it's in Yana Dioma. The big discuss there's a big discussion of the of this where in the Torah, in the Mafarsham Allah Torah, the Ramban talks about this in last week's parsha. On Eldaru Meidan Misnabim Bemachana, so Hashem, we will have to get back to the Ramban makes a comment there that and the Gemara says in Sanhedrin Dafyud Zion that part of the problem why Yeshua was so upset was that they were being Misnabimakamoshu. What are they doing? Mora halacha b'fnei rabo, passing in front of their rebbe, being misnabe. So Ben Hashem will have to talk about that connection. How can you have a comparison, as the Gemara does, with being misnabe b'makom rabo and being mora halacha b'fnei rabo? Is there a connection? The Rabban's lashon is mitivir abosinu nireh ki haya haminog b'yisrael shelo yisnabe adam baasidos b'makom navi gadami menu. If there's a greater navi here, nobody would. Nobody would be misnabe. Ava, even though you might say, why did God make, give me the nevuah? You know, it must be for, to tell it over. That's the lashon of nevuah, niv svatayim. That's where, that's the difference between nevim and ksuvim. Right, nevim were given a nevuah to give over, while ksuvim was given over to be written down. So you might say that a navi would say to, well, if God told, showed me this vision, then it must be that I should be given over. But still, the Ramban says, the minog was that if there was a greater navi there, they would not, they would keep quiet. Okay, so we'll have to get back to that, but it is in Yana to Yoma relating to our, to relate it to our sugya. So let's ask a couple of questions, uh, the structure of the Shia. We're going to try to just find the root, uh, issue behind this sugya of Mora Halacha Bifnei Rabo. And we'll ask a couple of questions first. Come up with the suggestions, go through the nafkaminas, and then end maybe with a one-point halacha lamaisa. Okay, so the Gemara brought this in, if you remember, in the beginning of the sixth parak of Erevin, and the Gemara got sidetracked on a total tangent um, relating to Mora halacha b'fnei rabo. The Gemara quoted the Mishnah, in the, the beginning of the parak, quoted the Shita of Rabbi ben Yaakov, that when you have machlokas tanoim, whether if one Jew is living with one non-Jew in a chatzer, do you have to make an Erev in that case? Because that's a very unusual, not an Erev, do you have to rent out the Rishus in order to be able to carry? Because it's very unusual for one lone Jew to be living with another lone uh, non-Jew. Or is it limited to two Jews? Because that's a more common case, and Chazal only enacted in common cases. That was the Machlokas, or Bozim and Yaakov says it has to be two. So relating to that, the Gemara said in the middle of Samach Beis and Beis, the Yomar of Yehudah or Shmuel, Halacha Kerbozim and Yaakov, the halacha is like Rabbi Lozim and Yaakov. Ask the Gemara, Ma'u lo'oru b'makam rabo. Are you allowed to paskin like Rabbi Lozim and Yaakov b'makam rabo? Is it such an obvious halacha that even b'makam rabo, rabcha, you're allowed to paskin that way? It's so simple? In other words, the Gemara is asking here, is it a violation of paskining in the place of your Rebbe if it's something that's a Dover Pashat? That's what the Gemara seems to be asking. Answers the Gemara, Amar Lei, Afilu biasa bekutcha, Ba'umine me Rav Chizda, Kalshani Dravhuna. Even an egg in milk, 
they asked from Rav Chizda all the years of Rav Huna, Vlo, oh, Randy, what a paskin! And that's such an obvious question. In egg and milk. So you see, even on Dover Pashut, you don't paskin. What does an egg and milk mean? What, what's, it's so pushed to to explain it. What exactly does an egg and milk mean? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, an egg in milk means, literally, look at the sixth wide line in Rashi, biasa, beitza la'ochla, bikutach, sheyesh bonisyovi dechal, but the milk subshitahi. What, egg and milk? You're not allowed to have an egg? You're not allowed to have an, a glass of, a cup of milk with your egg? It's, it's, it's obvious. There's nothing to talk about. So that is, uh, Rashi's understanding of the of the Gemara. Tosfos quotes the Arach and says, that's so obvious that can't even be what the Gemara means. Because the Gemara wouldn't even suggest such an obvious halacha. So Tosfos quotes the Arach, Mefarish Ba'arach, in Dibar Maskal Afilu, the Lav Bistam Meitzamayri. No, no, no. It's not so obvious. We're not talking about any Stam egg and that you could have with milk. The Osan ain't Srichen Heter. That doesn't need a Heter. Remember, the, what is the Gemara's Vaskana? That you're not allowed to paskin B'Bakam Rabo, even if it's obvious. So Tosfos says, no, 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 no. If it's so obvious, so then that can't be what the Gemara is discussing, because that would be Mutter. Nobody on the street would knows that thinks that, think that's Usser. Of course that's Mutter, to paskin like that. If it's just an egg in, in milk. That can't be what the Gemara is talking about. Because that's too obvious. That would be similar to what we, the context and other sugyas, ta'abitvar mishnah. It's explicit. Nothing to talk about. Ella says Tosus, this is what is meant. Not so obvious. Kisha shochet esatarnagoles, umatzababesim gemuros, shemutulachlan bachalav. A fascinating issue that's quoted in the first Perkin Beitzah. We know that an animal, a chicken, let's say, is fleshik. Okay, on a drabana level, but it's fleshik. But, what happens if you, or let's say a cow? It's fascinating because a cow is fleshic, but milk comes out of a cow. So what about the udders? Is the udder, the udders fleshic? But what about the milk in the udders? The Gemara talks about that if you want to taste basa b'chalav, you should eat the udders. The Gemara says in Masachas Chulin. Because that'll give you the taste of basa b'chalav. But here, a similar context. What happens if you shech the chicken and you find whole eggs that were about to come out of the chicken that didn't come out? They didn't get laid. What status do those eggs have? The halach is they're not fleshik. They're parv. Only after they, only after, meaning, are they considered part of the chicken? Because they didn't come out yet. So the Gemara says in Beitzah, mutter lachlan b'chalav. Mutter, they're not called fleshik. Right? They're not part of the, I, 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 miss, I misspoke before. Right? They're not part of the chicken. It's as if they came out already. Because they were whole. So that's the, that's what it means, b'yata b'kuncha. So that's already not so obvious. <laughs> that uh, point. But Tosa says that's what the Gemara is talking about because if it was so obvious it wouldn't uh, be included in the Isser. But let's go back to Rashi for a minute. So according to Rashi even obvious Psakim like having a regular egg with milk is included in the Isser of Mora Halacha Rabo. That's our question one. Why should that be? Is that really considered a Hora'a? Is that a Psak? That there's an Isser, we're going to have to talk about what the reasons are for this or more Allah Habifne Rabbo. But it doesn't sound like that should be a problem. What, if somebody asks you if somebody asks you a, a basic question? Question number one. Question number two that we can suggest. If you look in the Gemara in Ksubis, where this Gemara, again, the three places where this comes up, Erevin, Sanhedrin, and Ksubis. If you look at Ksubis, the Gemara uses a Lushan, 
Hai milsa de Amarabanan, Afilu biasa bekutcha, lo lishri inish bemakam rabe. Quoting our line that we're talking about, that which we say that even an egg and milk should not be answered in the place of your Rebbe, lo mishum, this is Samachamabes, lo mishum de mechsi ka'af kerusa. The reason that it's a problem is not because mechsi ka'af kerusa. What does that mean? It looks like hefkerus, it looks like something inappropriate. Rashi says one word there, chutzpah. Don't think it's because of chutzpah. Don't think it's because of Afkirusa. Ela mishum delomistaya milsa. The reason is because, what is lomistaya milsa? In other contexts, that generally means it didn't work out. Didn't work out. Like a person tried to do something and from heaven it didn't work out. Lomistaya, he didn't have siyata deshmaya. Lomistaya milsa. What does that mean? So you're not allowed to pass at even obvious points in front of your Rebbe, not because it's chutzpah, but because it's lomistaya milsa. God's going to make sure it doesn't work out. So what does that mean? Question two. So number one on Rashi. Number two, what does it mean? Lo milsa. Question number three. If you look in the Gemara, the Gemara here, and the Gemara Sanhedrin also discusses it, what happens if the Rebbe is Mochel? Yeah, you can pass and it's fine. Does Mechila work? So that itself is not clear in the Gemara. It's a Machlok as we shown it. If you look at Rabbeinu David in Sanhedrin, the Chedush Yaran, Rabbeinu David in Sanhedrin, so he has two days there. The one Ron quotes, Rabbeinu David Bonfield, the Rabbeinu David that we all know from Sachem, the one Mesechta that everybody uses Rabbeinu David, that's the Rabbeinu David, the Rabbi of the Ran, one of the Rabbeim of the Ran, and the Ran quotes them all over in Mesechta Sanhedrin. Umasmul Rabbeinu David, demashihu aser min ha-Torah, afilu binetilas rishus aser. Even with Natilas Rishus, Tathema Beis, and Mesachas and Hadrid, he quotes a day, even with Rishus. Viksas, Rai quotes a Rai from the Gemara. Viilu Hayamutter, but Natilas Rishus, Hayalahem Lomar, Shem and Natal Rishus. Velo Hayalahem live out Bahora Aso. They shouldn't, in that, in that story in Sanhedrin, they shouldn't have just rejected his Psach. They should have said, oh, maybe he has Rishus from his Rebbe. The Gemara did not suggest that. It must be, even with Rishus from a Rebbe, it still is a problem in certain cases. And says the Ran Vali ain't a Raya. I don't think that's a good Raya just because the Gemara didn't suggest it. Maybe they knew he hadn't gotten Rishus. Because after all, you know, it should be Mutter. Then he quotes a reason which we're going to, to get to in a few minutes. But that's another interesting question. If the Rebbe is Mochel, why shouldn't it be a problem? If a father is mochel, a father can be mochel and is covered. Shulchan Aruch says that we're supposed to stand up whenever our father walks into the room. But the halachi is, if our father says, enough, you don't have to stand up for me, that he can be mochel and is covered. So why shouldn't a Rebbe be able to be mochel? Right? What is the first first uh, parakin to heal him? Right? We talk, uvesoraso yege yom avalayla. Right? Chazal darshin. Right? So it starts off with Torah. Torah Hashem chevso. And then besoraso yege yom avalayla. So it says there, a Rav can be Mochon as Kavit, but a Melech can't be Mochon as Kavit, because it's not, it's not his. But that's in terms of Kavit, but now we're talking about Psaq. So why can't he be Mochel? That Gemara says he can be Mochel. So it sounds like it's the Lomistaya Milta issue. So Lomistaya, something, something, something deeper mystical. here, something mystical, Lomistaya Milsa. What's going on here? Why can't he be Mochel? Number three. And finally, a fourth, a fourth and final question. And that's if we look in the Rambam, how the Rambam formulates this halacha of the Isra Mara Halacha Bifnei Rabba says the Rambam in Hilchos Talmud Torah. The Rambam says in the fifth parak, Kishem Sha'adam Mitzuve. 
Vikavod Aviv Ubi Yiraso, Kachu Chayi Vikavod Rabo Vyiraso. First of all, the, whenever the Ramam says a Kishem, our ears open wide, and our brain starts clicking. Because the Kishem means, the Ramam is not just telling you the Halacha, he's giving you us a comparison. The Ramam does not have to say any Kishem ever in Mishnah Torah. Unless he wants us to understand something better. So here's a Kishem. Just like this Kibud and Mora Av, so to this Kibud and Mora Rabo. That's a separate topic. All the parallels. But, uh, Father and Rebbe. But in that parak, he says, you're not allowed to be cholek on your Rav. What does that mean? Says the Rambam. Eza cholek al Rabo. Zesha koveya, koveya lo medrish. You set up a shear, a medrish. V'yoshev v'doresh. Umelamed. Shelo birishus Rabo. V'rabo kayam. If you don't ask your Rebbe to give a shear, so then, even if your Rebbe is somewhere else, you can't be Kovea Medrish. And then he continues in the next halacha. He says, there's an exception to the rule if somebody is Chil Hashem. That's the one that also comes up. So after that, here's the same Lashen. To set myself to Paskin. Okay, Rama Paskin is like the more Mako day in Rishus. But the Rama uses a Lushan here twice about Koveya Medrish. Koveya Atsmo Bahora. What's the Rama driving at? It's like if you set something up, it's worse than if you would just, you know, give a Psak Ba'akroy. Kovea Medrish is the problem. So what exactly is the is this far? So we have four questions. Number one, why should it be Yasser even if it's a Dabar Pashat? Shitas Rashi. Right, number two, what does it mean, Lomistaya Milsa versus Afkirusa? Number three, what does the what's the Nikudis Machlokas about whether a Rav can be Mochel or not? And number four, what's the Rambam's Chilik of Koveya Medrish versus a Psak Ba'akroy? The Nosi Kilim, they're trying to figure out where the Rambam's source is, but we're going to try to think of this far. Okay, so now let's present the issues. There are two main, but a third really, ideas and approaches behind the sugya of Isra Mora Halacha B'fnei Rabba. And each issue will cut relating to what the, what the svara is. So the most simple interpretation, and this is what the Me'iri says in Meseches Ksubis and elsewhere, I'll read it to you from Ksubis. The Me'iri says, you know why you're not allowed to paskin makam Rabbo? The Me'iri's Lashon is, Ksubis Tafsamach, Ein roi lasos kein shahadavar karov lavo lidei shagia. It's going to lead to mistakes. If your Rebbe's there, if anybody's Rebbe's there, if you ever give a shear and your Rebbe is in, front, is in the audience, it's very intimidating. Very intimidating. If my Rebbe's there, if my Rebbe's in town, it's scary. It's intimidating, says the Me'iri. So there's a chashash taos in a case where there's a whatever if the Rebbe's close by or within proximity, all different details that Gemara gives by gives. So idea number one, it can lead to mistakes. That's number one, says the Meiri. Of, of, of the psak, of the psak, of the psak. Of the psak. Uh, what do you mean if people are listening to it? People could be. Yeah. They could second guess you because your Rebbe's no, here. No, or they, or the last uh, Rebbe because. 
Oh, the last story, they'll go behind your back. I, I don't see the word. Um, right, the language is, That's his Lashon. In terms of, um, right, there's a Paskini. So what's the Shkia? So pa- the Psak. I think it's the Psak. That's just the Psak. Number one. Number two, a second idea, which is probably the the um, most said by the Rishonim, and it's probably the most Pashit uh, approach, and that is, it's Kavadarav. It's a Kavadarav. It's inappropriate. If your Rebbe is here, then he gets the floor. Right? One of the, what is the same Pirkei Avos? One of the Midos of the Chacham. Is, you don't, we don't speak in front of somebody who's greater than me. And that's the language of Rabbeinu David. Rabbeinu David there, in the Ran, in Masechah Sanhedrin, when he quoted that he thinks, the Ran thinks, that uh, you should be able to be mochel. We'll go through this stuff again. But he says, they have a time in the bill, so you know why I think Mechila should work? Dekiva demishum yakra derabehu. Since the whole point of this halachi is because of covet for the Rebbe, matzi machil to hakaim alon. Rav shemachal kvodo machal. So, covet a rav. That's number two. But maybe there's a third idea. Something deeper than the first two. And that is not so much covet a rav, but maybe what we would call covet hatora or kavod hamisora. If there is someone in the vicinity that is a closer link in the chain to Harsinai. So then, t- the Torah, the Misora is Mechayev, that you have to go to the source. You have to go to the original source. Lahavdil as it just as a mushal. Right? You can't read cliff notes or it's something short if you can go to the original source. There's nothing like primary texts. Nothing like primary texts. If anybody studies law, if anybody studies you got primary texts, that gives an appreciation and an understanding like nothing else. So when it comes to Torah, you want to get a deep understanding, you got to go to the primary text. If there's a Rebbe and a Talmud, you got to go to the Rebbe. That's what the Misora demands. That's what Torah demands. Nothing personal with this Rav. It's his position that we require to, uh, that we must go to. Who says this? There is a Rav Chayi that says something very similar. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, and one of the Sichas Musar, how many Daf Be'in Shirem do we have Rav Chaim Shmulevitz quoted? Not in his, in his commentary on Lashas, but in the Sichas Musar. So he quotes there in the new one, it's Maimar Samach Aleph. It's called Mor Halacha Bifnei Rabo, in the context of the Bnei Aaron. Bnei Aaron. So there he quotes the Medrash. The Medrash says in Vayikra, Amar Rabbi Akiva, Nimshalu Yisrael La'of, Bnei Yisrael are compared to birds. Ma Ha'of Hazeh, Eino poreach below knafayim, just like a bird can't fly without wings. Kach Yisrael enam yecholim laasos klum chutz lizignehem. Bnei Yisrael need their elders, just like a bird needs its wings. What makes us fly? Our gedolim, our zakenim, our rabbeim. Ubebir hadavar nirver says Rav Chaim Levitz shebalomar sheafal pishu umos haolam yecholim laasos as kol asher heimosim below zakenim. Other nations can act. Without looking back in their history to their elders, Yisrael einam kain. Ukeshem shahaof eno yachol his kayim v'lo dasos klum v'lo kanafayim af sheshar balechayim umiskayim v'osim akol v'lo kanafayim. All other animals exist without wings, so too all other nations can exist without their kainim. But the bird can't exist without its wings, and Am Yisrael cannot exist without its kainim. Nimsa ma'alaso shehi akanafayim he etzem kiyumo. 
This is ma'aluzuhi etzem kiyumam shebelozakenim lozu bovad she ibdus ma'alatsam al shar umos el guruim mishar umos. If you have a bird that can't fly, the whole mahus of it is tainted. What does that mean that we need our zakenim? Venira, and now he says shemikashum kachomer who owns shol shalamora halacha b'fnei rabo. That is why, if you look, we didn't even quote the the, the agaditis about mora halacha b'fnei rabo. Terrible things. He'll go down to shaol tachtis. Terrible agaditis about what's going to happen with somebody who is mora halacha b'fnei rabo. We don't have to look further than nadav and aviyu. You know, according to one of the days of the Gemara, right? Mora halacha b'fnei rabo. Interesting. That was an ish zara. In Eish Zara, according to many, they had a good company, they had a fire, but they used their own avenues. Says of Chayesh Malevitz, Shemishum Ka Chomer, who owns Shalamar Alech Mevnei Rabba, why? Sheinu Mishum Kavara Rav Bilvad. Ela Shu Mevatel as Milas Hazakanim, Sheyesh Laklal Yisrael. The special Mila that we have called, he says Zakanim. I said Misora. Or you know, meshubit to the the source. Sherak she yisrael nishmaim lezakenim nechshav she yishlam zakenim. Avos kolachan maralacha laatzma bato kolach hashpas arav. And therefore, everything is everything is lost. And therefore, he says, <coughs> and he continues that. But his point is that it's that it's not just kavod harav. It's not just kavod of of the of uh, the personal rebbe involved. But it's kavod hamisora kavod hazakenim. A totally third idea. So we have. Intimidation, uh, possibility of making mistakes. We have number two, covet arav in the formal personal sense, and number three, we have covet amesora, covet asakanim. However, one wants to say it. So now let's go through some of the nafkaminas and plug them in, and maybe get to a few more. Number one is the one that we started off with, and that is answering our third question about mechila. Should mechila work or not? So if this is purely a, I covet, let's say. Approach uh, uh, number one. Let's go in order. Approach number one. Covenant, the, the Rav gave permission. So is there intimidation there? Probably. There probably still is intimidation. Even with permission. But it's more of an open question. He's giving me permission. He knows whatever I'm going to do. That's more of an open question. If it's Kavad Rav, there's no lack of Kavad Rav. He gave me he gave me authority. He gave me permission. But if it's Kavad HaMesora, so one could suggest, he has no authority to give permission. Right? This had nothing to do with him. This has to do with his position, not with him. And therefore, he's not allowed to give. It's kind of like the king. right? The king can't be mocha because it's not his. This isn't his... You're right in terms of, of being mocha on his covenant outside of the world of psak. That you can't argue with the Gemara. The Gemara says, Rav shemachal But that's in terms of, you know, not standing up for him or, or other cases being no hague as a Talmud to a Rav. But in terms of psak... That has to do with the Misora. That has to do with the Milo of Zakanim, as Rechayim Shavuolev had said, and therefore he can't be, could be that he can't be Mochal on that. Nafkamina number one. Nafkamina number two. Let's get back to our Rashi. Something obvious. So here we have. How can Rashi say that something? Tosos can't even fathom it. An egg, a regular egg and milk? No, it's got to be an egg that you found inside the chicken. Rashi says, no, even an egg and milk. Why? So if you say the, the intimidation factors are here, it's simple. You nobody's going to be intimidated about this. It's a simple halacha. And also, if you say kavod arav lechora, is it a? If I tell somebody that that basa b'cholav is innocent daraisa, that's that's a lack of kavod arav. That doesn't have the status of a hora. That's not called a psak even. But if you say it's kavod hamisora, 
So it could be that even if he's going to say the same exact words that his rabbi's going to say, there's a chiv to go to be Mila the Zakanim. There's a chiv to go to the earliest source possible. And therefore, even if it's something as obvious, maybe that's the Chiddush of Rashi, that one didn't have to say this. One could have also said that the Misora doesn't demand this. But once we have a Rashi that says it's Asr, so you got to explain it. So this is the suggestion that we can we can have. Number two, again, Dover Pashat. A third idea also might now be related to the Rambam's Chilak. The Rambam said there's a difference between a Psak Ba'akroi and a Kovias Medrash. So again, if you say that is, it's just a question of uh, making a mistake, there shouldn't be a difference. Kovias Medrash, right? That gives you more, maybe it gives you more confidence if you set up your own yeshiva? Maybe. Maybe it could. If you say it's a Bizoyan Arab, then for sure the Rambam, that's even more a Bizoyan. You're not only Paskin, you know, you set up a, a separate, uh, separate yeshiva. But, you know, it's, um, you know, that's, that's even worse. If you say Kavadah, our third approach, Kavadah Mesorah, Lachar, it shouldn't make a difference. It shouldn't make a difference in terms of the Psak of the Mesorah, unless you say, like, you're saying, I'm, I'm the source, not him. So you can work it out according to each one. But the simplest is that if it's a Kavadah Rav issue, this is, that's where Kavadah, according to the Rambam, the Rambam seems to have a Kavadah Rav approach. And that's why he said this is even more serious of Kviyas Makom. And that's why the Rambam says, if you remember, that you're not to be Mochon, you're Kavadah. The Rav can be. Lashitaso. So that covered a Ravi Yolt's approach number two, as we'll see the, throughout the Ramam holds this, and therefore he allows Mechila, and he doesn't allow Kvius, Kvius Mako. There's a third Ramam that might fit in, and this is another Nafgamina. There is a suggestion of some of the Achronim, the Torah Chaim. The Torah Chaim, it's quoted in the Margolius Hayam, there in Sanhedrin Dafay says, maybe this only applies, the whole Mora Halacha applies only by Isser Veheter and not Dine Mominus. That's his chilek. Derak Isser Veheter Asur Lahoros Lefnei Rabo Demechzik Avkirusa Avaladun Dine Mominus Shaperdami Tafil Lefnei Moshe Rabbeinu Olam Hashalom How you done in Dine Mominus? Kida Ashkechan Shemina Yisrael Sorry Alaf and Vesari Meos Vechulu Muchach That it is it is okay. Okay, so that's his raya. You get out of the raya, but that's the Torah's chayim. And he bases it on a Rambam. The Rambam seems to say, O yodun viyore elem ken yitin lo rishus. So, not 100% clear what the Rambam means. But either way, this is the Torah's chayim. So why should that make a difference? What type of psak it is? Is it isr vaheter or is it dine mamanis? So what, what should that work? See, if you say it's an issue of, oh, he might make a mistake, which should make a difference. But he might make a mistake in anything. If you say Kavadah Rav, again, it shouldn't make a mistake. Because, you know, it's Kavadah Rav. But maybe, if you take the third approach of Kavad to the Mesorah or to the Zakanim, so then maybe, again, what could suggest that there's a difference in what you're doing by Isr Veheter and by Didi Mamanus. By Isr Veheter, what am I doing? I am saying what the Torah says about something. Asur Mutter. Tar, like the Vilna Gon in Parsha Shoftim and Adaras Elio, right? He says there are six categories of Torah: Asur Mutter, Tahar Tame, Chayiv Pater. I get those right, right? Asur Mutter, Tame Tahar, Chayiv Pater. So the first four is like Isr Veheter. Forgetting Tame and Tahar now. 
So that's saying directly what the Torah says about something. So maybe that's the violation that you have to have covered for the Mesorah. Dine Mominus, what's happening by Dine Mominus? I'm really just being Megale what Chiv there is already. When Bezid says Chayev, you're right, he's only Chayev from then. But really, that's applying the Torah's principles, but the Psach itself is just saying it's a different type of Psach. It's not purely what the Torah says. It's being Megale who has a Chiv. Who has to pay? I'm revealing. It's more of a gilui than a yitzira. And therefore, maybe that's the difference between, again, it's a chiddish, but maybe that's the difference between different types of psukim. When it's dini mominus, it's more of just being megala, what was already there, while isavahetar is really creating a, a psak. That's a third idea, a fourth idea, actually, that might be connected. Again, Efshar is limchol, number one. Number two, davar pashut. Number three, the ramam schilik. And number four, the issue of types of psak. A fifth idea, let's get back to the Gemara Exubis. Maybe that's exactly what the Gemara means. Why did Ra- Rashi read that Gemara? You can't pask it even on a, on a simple idea. Don't think it's just because of chutzpah, Rashi says. Because if it was covered Arav, this wouldn't be such a violation. Meaning there's something that is larger than life that is happening here. And if I take advantage of that inappropriately, so maybe a Kodesh Baruch Hu, there's going to be a certain negative siyat of the Shmaya that's going to make me not keep the Mesorah going because I just undermined the Mesorah by choosing to paskin in the way that I did. Maybe two other ideas that might hinge on this issue and then we'll, uh, and then we'll finish up. If you look in Sanhedrin, the Gemara Masechah Sanhedrin, it's also quoted a little bit in Erevin, but if you look at Sanhedrin, right after the sugya of Mora Halacha Bifnei Rabba, there's a story quoted. Story, right afterwards. Rabbi Chia Chazi Lahu Gavra, Davi Koi Bebeis Rabbi Chia saw a man standing in the cemetery. Omer Lei, Lav Ben Ish Ploni Kohenata? Aren't you the son of so-and-so, the Kohen? What are you doing in the cemetery? What, what are you doing? Omer Lei in. Interesting, he didn't ask, aren't you a Kohen? He said, are you the son of that Kohen? Yes, but let me tell you, the father of that man, meaning me, the father of me, literally he was haughty of the eyes. My parents are, made me a chalal, basically. Right, so that was the, that's the story right afterwards. All of we shown in there, yes, what does this have to do with the previous there wasn't his Rebbe there. So what's going on here? So Rashi says, this is alluding to the fact that, the Gemara says, Beferish also in Erevin, that you do not have the limitation of If you see your friend doing an Avera, you can stop him. You don't have the limit of So that everybody agrees to. is allowed. Our question is, how? What is the mechanism that that is being allowed in? This is a a, a formulation that my Rebbe Rebbe like always used to ask. Or is it two? Or how he used to formulate? Is it two external values that are competing with each other, going against each other, like an ase doche losase, or you have, you have you have a clash between two problems? And then, for example, so you have Moralacha Bifnei Rabo, you have, oh, he's doing an Avera, so what wins out? You know, stop him from doing an Avera, even though it's violating Moralacha Bifnei Rabo. 
Is it like what we would call Dechuya? Or is it, no, it's rather an internal hierarchy of values. Within each other, it's not two different things. But one is, we're trying to figure out what exactly is the highest value, highest way that we can achieve the same value that these are trying to achieve. What do we mean? If you look in the Rambam, the Rambam quotes this Gemara, and it's, B'makam chil Hashem e'in chokin kavalarav. So that's one formulation of Afrushem Isura. The Rambam here might be Elishitaso. The Rambam is saying it's two values that are in conflict here. Right? You have to give covet to your Rav. The Rambam held approach number two, covet a Rav. And on the other hand, it's covet Hashem. It's covet of HaKadosh Baruch here. They clash what wins. Covet Hashem obviously wins. So that's why you're allowed to violate. But look at Rashi's Lashen. That's Rashi's Lashen. When it's Mafrusha Meisura, he doesn't say you're allowed to violate. Ain Chok and Kavad Larav, which is the language of the Gemara that the Ramam quoted. He says, Delinya Mafrusha Meisura, Ain Khan Mora Halacha Bifnei Rabo. This isn't a problem of it. Why? Maybe Rashi Lashitaso. The same Rashi that said even the most obvious din cannot be paskind because it's still a violation of Kavad Hazakanim. Not Kavad Hazakanim. The Zakanim concept, the Misora. So maybe that's what he says here. It's all within one system. So the Rav, but it's not that you're violating because the whole reason of in and Kavad, of being more Allah Rabo, that's all about covered for the Mesora and for Akadish Barakhu's system. So here, a different a different action is called for, but it's all an internal uh, hierarchy, not two external values that are coming in conflict. So that's a diacal in the in the language. Can't build a shear based on that one, but still uh, if it's true, then it's uh, it's a good one. Okay, one final point, and then we get just to Allah uh, said That is getting back to what we started off with. Would you apply this principle to Nevoah? The Ramban in last week's parsha, Parsha's Bahaloscha. The Ramban, the, it's the Gemara. The Gemara said, Hedrin Yud Zayin, compared to the Maralacha B'Fei Rabbo, and the Ramban discusses it a la Torah. The Ramban says, that's what Yeshua was upset. I don't even know Moshe Klaim, because they were being Misnave, where, where Moshe Rabbeinu was already the Navi Adar. So the question is, how seriously do we take that connection that the Gemara stated? How seriously? So if you look in, if you, let's take our approaches. If you say it's a chashash of mistakes, so the whole connection doesn't make sense because Hashem gave them a nevuah and they're saying the nevuah. There's no really intimidation factor. So, number one, unless you say, oh, but every other Navi besides Moshe Rabbeinu gets it in a vision and they won't be able to interpret it properly. Okay, but either way, it's probably not the Soshayach. If it's Kavad Arav, so then the Kesher makes sense. Kavad Arav, because you have the Navi Adar here. You know, you shouldn't be being, you know, go somewhere else or ask permission. Even if a Kodesh gives you something. You have Moshe Rabbeinu here. So according to that one, the Kesher is very strong. If you say it's Kavad Torah or Kavad HaMesorah, then also it's a little difficult to, to have the connection, and maybe it's just a mushal. It doesn't really mean a, a strong connection. The Margali Sayam expands upon this. He says, you can't say, you know, that, oh, the, your source is your Rebbe, because here, both of your sources are God. It's over my Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's Maybe that's Moshe's answer. Exactly. Maybe this goof-off. Well, maybe this is the Machlokas between Moshe and Yoshua. Yoshua says, what do you mean? Kavan Arav. So he says, it's, everybody should be a Navi. Halavai. So maybe this is, uh, maybe this is, uh, this is the exact 
This is the exact problem. Okay. Either way, these are a number of nafkaminas relating to the three approaches that we have. And just to end with one halacha lamaisa note, um, what about bismanazeh? Does this apply bismanazeh? What if your Rebbe's in town? A lot of times you have uh, Talmidim getting shiurim and the Rebbe's also giving shir. So the Pischit Shuvah already quotes on uh, Yeridea, quotes the Shvus Yaakov in the Shuvah, who says that bismanazeh, he says this also relating to, there's no concept of Rebbe today. Rebbe Muvak. In most cases. Because all of us learn so much from Svarim. How can we really say that there's one Rav that Rov Chachmaso Mimanu? If we could say that, if we could say Rov Chachmaso Mimanu, so then we can have the status of Rebbe Muvak. But we learn so much from Svarim. Says the Pischei Tshuva, if you pass it without looking in a Sefer, that's Mor Halacha Bifnei Rabbo. Says the Pesach Shuvah. Say here in Reish Men Beis. According to Shus Yaakov, Shalachin Roy Lachomi Shigiel Ara Shalo Yoreshim Ara Bilti Iun Tchila B'Sefer Ki Rabosenu Hein Hein Asvarim Asher Nispashtu B'Kerav Yisrael Ubarmindain Roy Lasos Kain B'Vakam Shem Rei Torah Shol Yachshadu. And also, anyway, people should see you looking in Svarim. You should see that uh, that's this is where uh, all of your your Torah comes from. That's just one point. Alach Lamaisa. But either way. Again, it comes up here in Ervin Samach Beis, Sanhedrin Dafei, and Ksubis Daf Samach, the three places. And with Hashem, we will continue next time with uh, another sugya. We still have to do uh, a couple of sugyas from these from these Dafim. Okay, we'll stop here.